I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. I've always adored flowers. Their ephemeral beauty connects me to the mystery of our existence. But it was only when I became a parent that I fell for gardening. I found the calm, meditative nature of it the perfect antidote to childcare. Gardening gifted me greater patience as I waited for blooms to appear or gaps to be filled through growth. The enthusiasm of today's guest is infectious. Botanist James Wong is at the forefront of a rapidly growing generation of young gardeners. And I will be amazed if after listening to him wax lyrical about plants, you don't immediately want to create your own garden. James glows with the knowledge that his work is making the world a healthier and more beautiful place. He reminds us that it is the process of creation, rather than the result, that holds the most important value. He embraces his mistakes and failures and wants to pass on his acquired knowledge to others. The magic of the miniature gardens he creates is quite something, and I highly recommend that after listening, you find the original television episode online so you can see them. Enjoy listening to James. He's someone who has pursued his passion and still feels just as inspired by plants as he did when he was a boy. Here's narrator Joanna Bartholomew. I'll meet you on the other side. The world depends on plants. For every breath of air we take, the food we eat. Plants are the basis of our lives. And the global pandemic of COVID-19 has emphasized the importance of nature and greenery for our mental well-being as well as our physical health. In the past five years, there's been a greater interest in plants among younger generations due to the internet. Today, plant lovers across the world are sharing their plant passions on social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. James Wong is a botanist, famous in the UK as a presenter of several TV shows about horticulture. He has also written six best-selling books and has a weekly column in a newspaper. He is the idol of a younger generation who are creating and sharing exciting new techniques via the internet. Direct Talk met up with James at Kew Gardens in London in the Plant House, the oldest of its kind in the world, to hear how an exciting revolution in plants is taking place. I think one of the fascinating things about plants is they're so beautiful it's quite easy to dismiss them as just being aesthetic objects um, because they look so beautiful, they smell so nice, or or they taste so great. It's quite easy to just think that they're sensorial in benefit. But plants are the solution to every single problem that faces our existence on the planet today, from climate change to food insecurity to potential pandemics. Every major problem that faces humanity can be solved with plants. So I think it's so important that people really understand that, you know, they look great, but there's something beyond that. 
There is an estimated 400,000 plant species on Earth, and at Kew Gardens, around 1,000 are named each year by science for the first time. And even in everyday plants, chemicals are being discovered that were not known about before. With advancements in scientific analysis, the evolution of plants is providing more solutions for human diseases. If you're looking to find biologically active chemicals, the natural world is an incredible place to look because plants have been evolving for billions of years to create these chemicals with, with actual functions. Because unlike animals, plants can't run away or hide from external threats. So they've evolved this completely different evolutionary strategy, which is essentially chemical weapons. They, they create sunscreen to defend themselves if there's a high UV light. They've created uh, hydrating gels to keep water inside them to stop them from drying out. They've created really elaborate toxins to stop things from eating them. And many of these compounds can be harvested and harnessed to be deployed on our body. And we're only just beginning to tap the potential in this. They provide the solutions to every major problem that faces humanity. They look beautiful. Every part of our anatomy and our basic instincts have been programmed by millions of years of co-evolution with plants. Human eyes can detect more green shades than any other color because we're built to be botanists. We've been built to be able to distinguish between toxic and tasty plants and our vision as a result of that. So the very way we see the world is down to co-evolution with plants. James Wong grew up in Singapore, but he moved to study in the UK in his teens. His father is from Borneo, his mother is from Wales. He trained as a botanist at the Royal Botanic Gardens, Kew, the home of the largest and most diverse botanical collection in the world. So when I was eight years old, my mum took me to Kew Gardens for the first time. And I remember walking through the door and just being hit by the kind of the steam and heat and humidity. And I remember saying to my mum, Mum, is this what heaven looks like? And, you know, 30 years later, while well, I'm still here, <laughs> um, I come here like at least once a week. It's one of the few places that I really feel at home. At Kew, I just feel a real sense of connection. It's the one time I can really feel like I'm myself. I think my heritage really influenced how I garden. And I grew up in Singapore. Gardening was not really a thing in Southeast Asia, at least in my family. Um, it was considered like, you know, when I remember telling my grandma that I wanted to be a gardener, she said, like, how can you, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, a proper job. You can't be someone who just sweeps up leaves for a living. Whereas when I told my Welsh grandma about it, she thought it was the most exciting thing ever. It was a kind of a, a high status and exciting job. It is often said that horticulture is something people appreciate more as they grow older. But in the UK, a younger generation are turning to greenery to help with issues of anxiety. And for many who are sharing small spaces without gardens, plants can provide a small oasis of calm at home. In his own small London flat, James lives with 500 plants, which he credits with making him feel happy and less stressed. I think there are real three drivers behind this massive explosion of interest in growing houseplants all over the world. And I think one of them is in a world that can seem increasingly uncertain, maybe even frightening, it provides some sort of stability and familiarity with that. Also, in a world which is increasingly virtual, it's something that's really real and tangible, something that where your actions can have an effect and you can see the effect of that. 
And finally, I think all over the world, particularly for urbanites in areas where there's been lockdown, people who really begun to appreciate the value of nature and quite how important nature is in our lives. So I live in a really small flat in central London. It's a one-bedroom flat, and I share it with 500 houseplants. And it's, it might sound like I'm boasting. I'm quite embarrassed, actually, about the fact. Because when I have people come through, you know, like a gas man to come and fix something, I live in permanent fear of my landlady ever coming to visit. And I started out with, you know, a normal amount of plants. I had one or two, and I find there's something incredibly therapeutic about it. I mean, people talk about the benefits of outdoor space and they talk about the benefits of gardens. Houseplants have so much more of that benefit because most of the benefit to being around plants has come from seeing them. Almost everyone has a home. Almost everyone can have access to a windowsill. If you have a glass of water and a friend who has one, all you need is a scissors to cut a piece off and you can start being a gardener by dropping in that glass of water. In the UK, there has been a reported 500% rise in plant sales over the last two years, with a wider range of exotic and rare plants available from across the world. There's been a really exciting shift in horticulture, I guess the last five years. You know, once upon a time, when I would go to a gardening event, I was the youngest person by 20 years. And then suddenly now, this whole new generation has really embraced plants. So this, I think, is absolutely just ridiculously beautiful. It's a begonia, begonia luxuriance. I mean, it looks like straight out of the movie Avatar. And I think those are the kind of plants I like. Uh, I like plants where they're really atmospheric. And I think in a kind of an, maybe an immature way or a childlike way. I mean, this could have a dinosaur hiding behind it. When you step into an environment like this, What's really cool about it is it's an ecosystem that could never exist in nature. You're having plants that come from opposite sides of the world, right next to each other. So I love this Lord Howe Island palm, which is from a tiny island in the South Pacific, right off the coast of Australia. And right up next to it, you have a Brazilian plant over here. Uh, these come from both humid environments, but next to it, you might have something from the deserts of Chile. And you can really take all the ingredients, all the wonders of the natural world, and put them in one place to create a Garden of Eden. If you have a window where you live, you can create your own version of paradise. James is well known for his love of Japanese gardens, particularly the innovations in planting and spiritual components associated with Japanese design. So one of my favorite things about Kew is the fact that you have the whole world of horticulture in one place. And this is one of my favorite bits within Kew. The place that inspires me the most is Japan. It has a combination of approaches to outdoor horticulture and indoor horticulture, which really resonate with me. The idea of recreating natural spaces, making everything asymmetrical, not filled with flowers, but really focusing on the textures that you see in the natural world. Uh, materials like pebbles and stone and wood that are just as important as the plants. And I think Japan is up for experimentation and trying new ideas in horticulture in a way that we don't really do in the West, uh, particularly we don't do in the UK. I love these big, rugged, chunky boulders here that represent mountains and streams. So you've condensed the whole universe into a small space. And that's fundamentally what gardens are, but Japanese people are just, I think, so much better at it. 
James also has a big Instagram following where he posts inspiring pictures of his travels through nature, his own plants, as well as unusual species from around the world. He regularly draws attention to his favorite social media sites, which he shares with other plant lovers. Some of his favorite sites are from gardeners in Ukraine, and he recently shared pictures of a young woman who was tending to her one rescue plant in a bomb shelter with the war raging outside. So one of the things I think is amazing about the internet, and particularly things like social media, is its power to connect like-minded people from all over the world. And I've learned so many different things that, that I would never have learned about five years ago. And I think to me, the most inspirational account I follow is a lady called Anna, who lives in Kyiv in the Ukraine. She could have been in Stockholm, she could have been in Brooklyn, you know, it was a very international idea. And her feed in the last 10 days has dramatically changed. Her latest picture is a picture in a darkened out room with a single light bulb hanging by a thread and a cable. And she has one houseplant, which is really carefully nurturing. And that's because she's currently in a basement of her apartment block. As bombs rain down, she's really carrying on making the world a more beautiful place. It's a real act of defiance to care for something and carry on and, and continue sharing that with the world. I found it probably the most inspirational gardening image I've ever seen. As a natural-born teacher, James' passion for plants has led him to fulfill his dream of devising an online plant course, which anyone can watch at home or on their phones. In Indoor Gardening Masterclass, he gives tips and insights from his 20 years of experimenting with plants. And he shares his current obsession. Over lockdown, James has been developing his skills creating indoor miniature gardens called terrariums. He believes that they can provide huge comfort and are easy to create when you have no outdoors to enjoy. So I was recently asked to create a course, an online course that people could see all over the world to teach people not only how to grow houseplants, but how to create miniature ecosystems. And it was really exciting to me to be the ability to share that knowledge. Um, you know, because on Instagram, I post my successes. I have had many failures with houseplants. I just don't post those. So it's great to be able to, to really show people how plants can work, but also for them to be able to learn from my mistakes, but they don't have to create the same mistakes. But I think it's so important. You know, if you've learned things as a horticulturist, you should be generous with that. You should be able to share with other people that knowledge to make the world a more beautiful place. So a terrarium basically is like an aquarium, but with earth. So aquarium means enclosed water. Terrarium is enclosed earth. And it's a technology that was really developed in Victorian Britain that's largely been forgotten about until really quite recently. And what they are is usually a miniaturized landscape. And what they have in common is that they're kept under glass. And the glass creates a kind of a stable, humid environment in which to grow plants. In a troubled world, James believes that gardening creates meaningful connections between people from different cultures, and that it's the act of creating that matters, not the result. I think we focus on the idea that you've created something beautiful, and you do do that. But I think it's what happens inside along that process, what happens to you. Because when you cultivate and care for the plant, you're really cultivating and caring for yourself. And the amazing thing is, you get to share that with other people. 
and it just has the most transformative effect. Gardening is cheaper than therapy, and you get a beautiful home. What I find really inspiring about a new generation of gardeners who are connected by the internet is the power to really learn from other people across cultures. You know, some teenager who's growing something in an apartment in downtown Jakarta versus some rich landowner who might be in Brazil. And they create completely different things, but they're able to connect for really the first time and share that information. People who come from different races, different classes, different cultures, and they can all commune with one important thing, which is the love of nature. If there's any big social leveler out there, any big cross-cultural leveler, it's the love of plants. James points out that when we take care of a plant, we take better care of ourselves. I think that's true. Introducing plants to your environment at home and at work instantly makes those spaces healthier. And the act of keeping something vibrant and alive is powerful. Of course, some plants will die, as many have for me over the years. I'm still mourning a gorgeous fig that caught a fatal cold after I left it outside too long. But those losses are also part of a valuable learning process, as James pointed out, a reminder that we all learn as much from our failures as we do from our successes. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.